You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's up, everybody? This is Taylor Vipolis, and welcome to the Players Lounge, a new podcast brought to you by Inside Carolina in partnership with Heels for Life, which is UNC's NIL collective created to bring together UNC football players, fans, and businesses. I'm joined by my guy and my former teammate, Shaquille Rashad, who is the executive director for Heels for Life. And today we're joined by UNC linebacker, rising junior, Cedric Ray. Cedric, appreciate you getting on here. We want to start off the field first. Everybody knows you as a football player, but what are your hobbies when you're not playing football? Um, I'm actually a, a pretty simple guy. I don't, I don't really have much off the field, but if, if I had to say um, a few, probably the basic ones, just video games. I think every you know college you know kid um, plays video games, but Another one I would say that probably, like, isn't as popular, I would say I'm, like, a big card game guy. I like to play spades, um, different stuff like that. So, yeah, really just, just kind of mess around playing games. I don't really have that many, too many hobbies off the field. Who is your normal spades partner on the team, and how kind of competitive does it get with the, with the guys playing football? Um, it definitely gets competitive. Um, you know, we're, com- we're competitors at heart. So um, we're, we're definitely competing all the time. But I'd probably say my roommate, uh, Desmond Evans, it's probably just because we're like we live together. We're close. You know, we're always usually partners whenever we do that kind of stuff. I remember when I was playing spades in college, I didn't know how to really play at first. So, yeah, really wanted to play with me. And a lot of times feelings were getting hurt. Is, is that something that <laughs> when you guys are playing? Um, I would say usually like if somebody's new to the game, we're a lot, you know, nicer about it. But I've I've definitely been in in different spade environments where like if you don't know what you're doing, like you just need to go because <laughs> they 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 don't got time for it. Oh, that's great. So speaking of hobbies, like did you play any other sports coming up in high school or anything like that? Yeah, so I I played basketball and football my whole life actually. Um up until my junior year of high school, that was my last year um, playing basketball. So I have a, a, a love for um, um, basketball as well. I like it. I like it. Okay, so you know we got to go a little bit deeper on that. Then give us a scouting <laughs> report on your game. If, if I'm playing you in high school, what, what's the scouting report say about you? Straight defensive slasher. Like, that's, that's like usually what I was. They, they always put me on their best player to guard them. I was a, a hustle rebounding kind of guy layups i couldn't shoot see couldn't a, shoot couldn't shoot free throws none of that as but. a former linebacker i'm a little bit offended that you <laughs> can play and not just foul out all the time like people always oh, say, no. you know you, no. you play they're like you play basketball like a linebacker which just means you foul people all the time no no definitely i didn't foul out all the time but good for you man well yeah. so, so sticking with basketball here other guys on the team, like if you had to pick up a team tomorrow to go play, what's your starting five from UNC football to go play basketball tomorrow? Oh, oh this is a good one. So, including me, including you, if you think you can including, make it, 
Oh yeah, I make it. It'd probably be me. I say uh Jaquarius Conley, um, Jefferson Boas. And this one might be a little surprising to people, but Awesome Richards, our O lineman. Okay. Um, and I got one more. Probably oh, Bryson Nesbitt. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I think Bryson's come up twice now, right? With that question. Yeah. Uh, he, Bryson he is have, like that. For the most part, I think we did get a lot of new names. Aquarius Conley didn't come up last time. Uh, so you got to talk to Storm Duck. He, Storm Duck didn't even <laughs> consider you. <laughs> well, so I don't think I've ever hooped with Storm. So, you know, may, maybe I got to show him something. Now, <laughs> before, before this interview, I was going through your Instagram, and I'm a big fan of tattoos, so I'm always looking for my next one. What's the story mm-hmm. behind your tattoos and how many do you have? Um, so, I mean, most of them are just like stuff that are just kind of true and important to me. Um, I got, I mean, I don't know if y'all can really see. I got one right here um, of my grandmother's name who actually just passed recently um, a little bit before the NC State game this past November. Um, but I'll go over like my favorite tattoos, this one right here. I don't know if you can really see it, but it's like these football players kind of like in the sky and it's supposed to like resemblance like me and my brothers and all of them like have our favorite football players um, numbers growing up. So I was a big Steelers fan. So I don't know if you can see it's 43 for Troy Palomalu right there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the 10 right here, one of my brothers, he was a big Giants fan. So that's Eli Manning. And then the nine down here is supposed to represent Tony Romo because my other brother was a Cowboys fan. Wow. But, yeah, that, that's probably my favorite one right there. But I got, like, my area codes on me right here. I got 704 for Charlotte and uh, 301 because I'm I'm originally from um, uh, Merlin. So that's just to go over a few, few of them that I have. Yeah, that's really cool. Do you have any plans for any more in the, in the near future? Oh, definitely, for sure. Um, I want to, like, get, like, this, like, dope art piece, like, on my chest of, like, me and my brothers, like, my dad playing in the front yard. That's, like, one of, like, the core memories to me, like, as a child. Like, we always used to, like, throw the ball, like, in the front yard when we were kids. So that's, like, special to me. So I think I want to get that, like, on my chest, just, like, a portrait of us just, like, kind of playing in the yard. See, that's that's really cool. And it obviously all your tattoos mean a lot to you. And so right. I kind of want to stick in that same vein here. Right. Because fans would never know what those tattoos mean to you unless you tell them. Right. I want to find out now what your pregame playlist means to you. What's on <laughs> it? Why are they on there? What's your favorite song from the pregame playlist? Um, you know, I, I really don't have a playlist. I'm kind of a freestyle. kind. Of, like I kind of just scroll through and just kind of click, you know, hey, I like this or that. But. You know, what I will say is, like, the intensity picks up the closer we get to game time. So, like, if I'm, like, waking up in the morning, I might be chilling to, like, some Rod Wave or something. But by the time game starts, it's, like, Chief Keith, 21 Savage. Like, it, it picks up. So I like it. I like it. <laughs> but, yeah, I actually, I'll tell you, like, a funny story. It's funny um, going back to the Miami game, which probably was one of my best games. I remember, like, in the locker room, they had a 21 Savage plan. And I remember me and JQ and uh, Trey Morrison were, like, 
super hype, like super duper hype. Like I'm pretty sure we sung like the whole song, dancing, like all that right before the game. But, Those are the best moments. That'll get you going a little bit, man. Yeah. That, that was exactly me too, like singing yeah. locked in the songs, but it was Miley Cyrus and Justin Bieber. So <laughs> a little different, but we, we were on the same page there with it. That's cool. Going off Shaq's point, it's just saying that, you know, he's a Miley Cyrus, uh, Justin Bieber guy. We had, we had teammates on the team who maybe weren't as open about being Justin Bieber fans. Who's one artist that people would be surprised that you listen to? Um, I don't, I would more say not so an artist, but I, I really enjoy like listening to like old rap and R&B songs, like, you know, Keith Sweat, like, yeah, Marvin Gaye, like kind of stuff like that. Like, I, I, I like to listen to some of that kind of stuff um, from time to time that I don't think, you know, most kids, you know, in my age range would, would probably be listening to. The, uh, the appreciation for the old school. Yeah, definitely. I definitely have an appreciation for it. Who for sure. got you into Marvin Gaye? Like, that's something that when my dad uh, had me listen to, I was like, dude, you're definitely, old. Give it up. Definitely my mom, for okay. sure. Like, I, like, bring it back, like, more memories. Like, I remember growing up just, like, riding in the car with my mom to practices or, you know, just, like, wherever we're going. Like, we used to battle, like, over the station. Like, I tried to turn on the rap station. But she will always turn on like the old school, like R&B type of station. And that's like where I guess it was like first introduced to me. That's that's cool to hear. But that's going to take us to the movie portion of this podcast, which is brought to you by Grindhouse Supply Apparel for the Culture, a local company based out of Benson, North Carolina, that has exclusive collections of vintage movie posters and apparel. It's owned by Carolina fans, so you'd be supporting one of your own, which is always awesome. Check them out at grindhouse.com. That's G-R-N-D-H-A-U-S.com. And support the people that are supporting your favorite players. Shaq has on the T-shirt, as he just pointed out. So, Cedric. Sticking with the movies, what would you say your favorite movie of all time is? The Fast and Furious series, without a doubt. No hesitation. Wow. Best, best, best movies put together ever, in my opinion. Shaq, you fist pumped. You're, you're also a fan of the Fast. <laughs> I am pumped. I'm ecstatic that you said that, but I've got to make this a little bit harder on you. Which one is your favorite of them? And I'll get you, just take three in no specific order. You can go with three if you want. So I'll actually, I only got one for you. Okay. And, um, I say Fast Five, and 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 here's why. Particularly because it was actually the first one I was introduced to. Uh, Fast Five was like first one. Was, I guess I just kind of fell in love with that one because it was just like the first one that I was introduced to. But like I love like Ludacris, Tyrese. Like they just made that movie so funny. It has action, all that. So. Is is definitely my favorite favorite movie series for sure. I've I've never seen any, so now now that I know you, bro, you're missing out, bro. <laughs> you are you. missing out. I'm putting you're it on my to do list this weekend. Now I think I'm just yes. gonna knock them all out at once. But Van Diesel, all of them. Yeah. How do we feel about the Rock joining the Fast Family? I've seen he's kind of in and out sometimes. Yeah, he's in and out. He, he was in the Fast Five, one matter of fact. So yeah. he's kind of been, he's kind of been in it for a while now. Okay. I think they're on like. 10 or something like that they're doing spinoffs yeah. and everything now it's yeah. tough yeah to yeah it's like yeah they're doing like the Hobbs one and all yeah. that but yeah he's definitely a great addition 
for sure. Cedric, if you're going to the movies, what would you say your go-to snack and drink is? Popcorn and icy. Buttered up. Buttered up, though. I'm, I'm one of those guys who sit there at the butter machine for a little second. Are you, are you one of the people that use the straw to get the butter down to the bottom? <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on. Come on. Oh, come on. You're better than that. <laughs> yeah. Nah, they, it got to be buttered up for sure. I'm, I'm the type to leave the movie and, like, go get some butter, like, mid-movie for sure. We'll make sure the nutritionist doesn't hear that part. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll get that part blocked out for you. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, so we'll, we'll stick with kind of movies and activities and everything. If you're going to dinner, you get three people dead or alive from any time period. Who are you sitting down with dinner with? Um, so I'm going to start off with one. Uh, probably you can make this one or you can make it two, but I would say both of my grandfathers. Um, unfortunately, both of them were passed before I even was born. And so I, I think it would just like always be cool to like just see like who they were you know, any similarities that we had or anything like that. So I'd say um, both of my grandfathers, you can, I guess we'll count that as one. Um, next, I would probably say Ray Lewis. Okay. And I'm not saying that to like, just be cliche on linebacker, but like, just like watching like the intensity, like that he played with, like just the intense person, his energy, like that's just, it's something like I want to be around it. it like it reminds me of myself a little bit because, you know, like when I'm in the zone, when I'm around the guys in football, I'm very energetic. I'm very loud. I'm very proud. So definitely um, he, he would be um, up there. And last, hmm, I don't know, this is a hard one, but I'll probably say maybe MJ. Okay. I feel like that would be cool. Yeah. I mean, just like, like I said, I mean, it's MJ. Like, I got his shoes on right now. <laughs> I mean, that just goes without, without saying. So That's uh, some good variety <laughs> with that list. But sticking, sticking with the hypotheticals, if you could spend a month anywhere in the world and someone else is paying for it, so you're not worrying about expenses or food or how much it costs to get there, where would you go and why? All right. So, I'm. Just, can I give you two? Yeah, it's, yep. it's your show, All man. Right. It's your, show. <laughs> your name's one that All goes right. on this. <laughs> so, like for the on the more like less serious note, somewhere exotic, Bahamas, Hawaii. I don't care. Somewhere exotic like that, to where you can kick up your feet, nice beach, all that. Florida. But, <laughs> if I would have to pick a place, I would actually say one of the places I always like I have to go before like I, I die is Africa. Like just, you know, being African American, you know, just kind of learn about the history, you know, about our people and just where we come from and just kind of seeing like how we evolved and changed over time and and how like much, you know, different, you know, that we are as, you know, African Americans and how they are as just Africans. Um, it would definitely be cool to like just like go out there and just explore and and to see like you know, just just go see that stuff. It'd be really cool to me. That's a really cool trip. I don't know that I've ever yeah. asked someone that and they came back with that answer, but I, I totally understand why. It's really cool. Yeah. I, mean, I think that'd be a really fun experience, and you can get out. I don't know if you're a safari guy or anything like that, but you know you can have <laughs> the historical side of it. And you can also go see some animals and things like that. You can right. see here, here probably. That's cool, man. 
Definitely. So let's um let's bring it back over to the United States, even right here in North Carolina. <laughs> let's say you're back in high school right now. You strap up, you go play in a high school football game. What stats are you putting up in one single game? We'll say it's a state championship. What stats are you putting up if you're playing a game right it's now? Single game. So if you, it, it, I don't know if you know this, people don't know this, but I actually play uh, wide receiver in high school as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I probably say I get about ten catches. 250, um, two touchdowns, and probably about uh, between 10, 11 tackles, something like that. Sack, a few tackles for losses. That would be my stat line for sure. What an insanely modest answer. <laughs> I mean, I didn't play a snap of receiver in high school, and I would say I'd go for like 14 catches, 140 yards. <laughs> 14 touchdowns. Oh no, this 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 is realistic. This is realistic. I've done this before. Okay. In high well, school, so sure. talk, talk to us about basketball then. You go play in a basketball game. What stats you putting up? In high school. In high school, right now. Shoot, I'll probably give you about a smooth eight, maybe. You know, a few assists. I might get you double digit rebounds. Okay. And and, and I'm definitely gonna get a steal or a block for sure. Actually, fun fact, I had five blocks in high school one time in a game, in one a game. game. And you're yeah. saying you're only getting one right now? Well, I mean, if we're just talking about the average game, you okay. know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you're, you're a big guy, so we have to, we have to test your, your strength a bit. 6'2", 220, listed on GoHeels.com. Would you rather fight 100 duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? I'm going to have to go with one horse-sized duck. It's just a numbers game at that point? Yeah, definitely a numbers game. And I and also that, like, I feel like fighting a horse would be harder than a duck anyway. And there's a hundred of them now, even though they're smaller, but still, like, it's a hundred of them. That's a good point. That's a good point. Volume play. <laughs> Okay, so I, I want to try out this new segment that we came up with just now. And by new segment, I mean it, it literally just came out of our head. We're going to call it 10 and 2. Okay, so you're, you're with Derrick Henry in the A-gap. You get 10 reps from the two-yard line. He doesn't get to juke you. You're in a phone booth here. This thing's tight. How many are you winning out of those 10 reps? Right now? Right now. Right now. You got to think he's banged up from the season, too, now. Right now, I, I get myself maybe Three, four. Oh, come on. The scouts are going to listen to this. Juice it up. Scouts are going to listen to this. Juice it, juice it, juice it. Listen. Still a grown man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's 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 the two-yard line, you know what I'm saying? But I, I'd i say definitely right now, three, four. By the time I'm in the NFL, we're going 10 out of 10. I like it. That's the answer we need. Yeah. 10 out of 10. We're, we're working definitely. towards it. We're working, we're working towards it. We're gonna you know edit this. Saying? That, 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 that's that's respect for Derrick Henry. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, I'm I'm a person who respect game. You know what I'm saying? When I see it, so I, I ain't never gonna say nothing crazy or something I don't believe. <laughs> Makes one of us. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say right there. But we're gonna go to the speed round portion of this. So we're just gonna ask questions and you can kind of answer rapid fire, or if you do want to give it a longer explanation, you can. Like I said before, this is your show. So would you rather watch sports in person or on TV? Ooh, this is a hard one. I would say, like, I would say in person. I would say in person. 
Okay. But def- I definitely don't, you know, feel like going to like a big game every time, like all the games would exactly be fun. You know, I, I kind of do like that at home aspect sometimes, but for the most part, I was in person. Gotcha. Pro or college sports? College. Best TV show ever made? Money Heist. Ooh, okay. Your favorite actor or actress of all time? Denzel Washington. Love it. Your favorite celebrity crush that you've ever had? Uh, don't laugh at me, but Cardi B. <laughs> hey, I'm from New York, man. <laughs> give, us, give us the little okay thing. The o- okay. <laughs> That's great. Uh, okay, the best restaurant in Chapel Hill. <laughs> Ooh, this is a tough one. Can I give you my go-to spot? Yeah, it works. I would say, I wouldn't say this is the best because I haven't tried, you know, all the food spots, but like my go-to, I would say would be Wings Over. Okay. Hot or cold weather? Hot. Favorite uniform combo? So I've never worn this, but in 2019 where they wore that all blue versus Duke, that thing was beautiful, bro. Yeah. Yeah. That thing was beautiful. You got to talk to J-Bone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of J Bone, what would you say your favorite Jordans are? Favorite Jordan, either the fours or the elevens. And then last one in the speed round, your closest friend on the team, not best, just closest. We don't want to hurt any feelings here, so you know. Yeah, like I said earlier, probably Desmond Evans, just because we we live together. So yeah. We want the fans to continue the opportunity to get to know you. So you're a Charlotte guy. If me and Shaq came to stay with you for a weekend in your hometown, like like you were our official visit on a host, or you were mm-hmm. host on an official visit, what are we going to be doing back in the 704? Oof. Um, I mean, there's a lot to do. I mean, I mean, it, it depends on what y'all are trying to do if y'all want to. You know, go party or y'all want to have we're just, you know, we're just fun. We're, we're just recruits. We're recruits, you man. You got to tell us. <laughs> I mean, so assuming that you're recruits, you know what I'm saying? So probably take y'all uptown, you know, one of those nights, you know, have a little fun up there. Um, But I'll probably take y'all somewhere fun, like maybe a, a Dave and Buster's or a Frankie's or something like that. Top golf, you know, we got all those kind of little fun activities. So probably just stuff like that, I would say. I'm in. I think I'm ready to commit. I mean, you know, yeah. So they gotta get up. they gotta give me somebody to take on an official visit, you know. I'll spi- <laughs> I'll spice it up for them, you know. <laughs> so growing up down the road, right in uh, Charlotte, like did you grow up as a UNC fan? Um so Honestly, uh, so first of all, I, I wouldn't say I, I mean, I grew up in Charlotte, but okay, yeah, as, as, as a childhood, I'm from Fort Washington, Maryland. But mm-hmm. um, to be real with you, growing up, I was actually a huge West Virginia uh, fan for college football. Um, I kind of fell in love with uh, Tavon Austin um, when I was little and kind of just attached to him. Um, but you know, I, I, like I said, I really was never kind of a big Carolina fan. What kind of drove me to come here, I mean, it was it was close to home. Um, it was my only Power 5 offer, but not only that, I, I fell in love with, with Coach Digg and Coach Mack. And um, just a little fun fact, too, um, 
actually played AAU basketball with Coach uh, Dre Bly's son, uh, Jordan Bly, who goes to Old Dominion, um, who plays receiver there. So I've known Dre for uh, quite a bit of time now. So I think just kind of knowing, like, hey, this is close to home, you know, these are the the coaches that's been, you know, the most real with me throughout the recruiting process is, is kind of like a no-brainer. Yeah, Ken. yeah. Carolina was the only scholarship, like you mentioned, from a Power 5 school. What was that moment like for you to see your hard work rewarded with a scholarship from a school as big as North Carolina? Yeah, I mean, it was it was something I dreamed about, like, as a kid. Like, you know, I've always – like, I've been playing football my whole life. Like, since I was, like, four or five, like, I played flag football, like, this is like my passion. It's what I love. Like, even if I don't make it to the NFL, like I want to coach, I want to be a trainer. I want to give back to, you know, young kids who who, who want to go through this. Um, but just like that feeling, I mean, it, it, it was unmatched. It was, it was probably one of the best days of my life, to be honest with you. It was, it was something I've been waiting for, something I was praying for, something that me and my family, you know, we stayed up late nights talking about. So it was it was it was very, very exciting for me. You mentioned, you know, the the process of getting the scholarship offer. At what point do you remember growing up with football being such a big passion for you that playing at a D1 school was a realistic possibility? Yeah, I'd probably say after my sophomore year of high school, I would say which I feel like is kind of late, honestly, because I think some people, you know, kind of realize it earlier. But like I said, I've, I've kind of always had the dream. I've, I've always, you know, been pretty good at football growing up, all that. So um, when I got to high school, you know, I'm, I'm kind of seeing like some of my peers are freshmen, you know, they're playing varsity, all that. I actually didn't play varsity my freshman year. I played JV. And so my freshman year, I, I guess – it, it wasn't like doubt, but it was just like, hmm, like, I don't, am I really that good? You know, we'll see. But um, definitely after my sophomore year and kind of the recruiting process kind of picked up um, for me, um, people started to be interested in it. It definitely seemed like a very realistic goal. And so during high school, we were, like Taylor said, looking at your Instagram a little bit, looked like you wore number 11 in high school. So how'd you end up with 33 when you got to Chapel Hill? Well, so when I got here, Miles Wolford wore the number uh, 11. So obviously I couldn't take that. Um, but actually, it, it's, it's really not much to it. Um, I kind of just like wanted like a, a, a number that kind of looked good. And then the first person that came to mind was like Jamal Adams for some reason. I'm like, I'm switching to defense now. So like, I don't, I don't want to get like an offensive number. Like what's like a cool looking defensive number, you know? And so like Jamal Adams just came to mind and I was like 33. And then like, I got it. Now I love it. Like if I can wear 33 in the NFL, like please sign me up. I want it. I love it. So we're going to keep going. Yeah. You get here, you get 33, you step on the field. What was that welcome to college football moment for you? Everybody's got it. <laughs> Oh, my. So here's mine. <laughs> Sounds like a good one. <laughs> so I don't know. I guess it was fall camp during the summer. Um, I don't know. I guess it was like the first or second day of full pads. Mm. And we're, we're doing inside drill, you know. 
we all know and we know what that means so i mean basically so for the ball, can we can we time out though for the people that don't know inside drill try yeah, to describe it real really quickly for them you try it though i'll i'll, I'll piggyback right. on you if we need to yeah Paint so the picture for, the, for them people who, who don't know i mean inside drill is basically you got your running back your o-line and you got your d-line and your linebackers and maybe like a safety and it's just all run it's it's all run it's no receivers no cornerbacks it's just it's just all runs inside runs and so pick, picking back up uh, off that um so it's first time doing inside drill probably the first or second day of full pads and the ball gets snapped and i see two offensive linemen running at me not one two of them and they hit me and when i tell you they almost took me to the wall and put me on my behind I ain't never got knocked back on my behind before ever since I got to Carolina. So, you know, I got up and after that, I was like, whew, like, yeah, they ain't playing. <laughs> They're not playing around. That was definitely mine. Yes, I do. <laughs> Q Johnson and Ed Montalus. I'll never forget. That's a lot of weight, a lot of weight yep. coming your way. Yeah. Yep. And that's, that's inside drill is a fun one because like you said, it's, receivers are gone you know there's no yeah. pass plays i mean it is truly just uh, what 14 guys that are like we're running the football yeah like, everyone's in a sprinter stance just running at each other just collisions <laughs> everywhere it sounds yeah. like a uh, i don't even know popcorn i guess just all the helmets colliding right the beautiful sound well yeah so that inside though getting things like that early in your freshman year it had to be helpful you played 12 games on special teams as a freshman how do you feel like that helped you moving forward now moving into like more of a play role where you're on defense more? Does that, what does that look like for you? Yeah, I, I definitely think it helped, you know, just kind of getting my feet wet, you know, kind of being out there on the field. I mean, it, it definitely helped. Like I said, you know, I, I didn't think I would want to like kind of just get thrown out there, you know, this year, you know, my first time being on the field, you know, as a defender, like I feel like that just would have been, you know, a little much to handle. So I, I definitely think it helped out just, you know, kind of getting my feet wet, kind of seeing, you know, what it's like, what's what's the speed like at this level, you know. So definitely, um, it definitely helped. The other thing that I'm sure helped you out is adding some weight to your frame where since your freshman season at Carolina, uh, GoHeels.com has you listed as over, you've added over 20 pounds. How did you go about doing that? And was that ever hard, that process? Um, no, it actually really wasn't too hard for me, um, to be to be honest with you. Coming out my senior year, um, I was probably like 200 pounds flat, maybe. I mean, and just, I mean, I feel like every college kid, you know, I mean, at least, you know, this is my experience coming to Carolina. Like, I feel like every college kid is just going to, like, put on, like, a five to ten pounds um, just from, you know, you're eating a lot more, you know, you're, you're a lot focused on your nutrition, you're lifting, you know, way harder than you ever lifted before. So, I mean, just kind of, you know, coning in on my nutrition, lifting hard and, and knowing that I did have to gain, you know, a few, few pounds to be successful at linebacker. And, you know, it, it really wasn't much of a challenge. Yeah, most people call it the the freshman fifteen from going to all the frat yeah. parties, but your your fifteen's coming from the protein shakes. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. 
And it's really cool to see that as a receiver, obviously you were a versatile guy in high school that that translated to college, even with the 20 pounds, right? Like we can see you on a first down, maybe you're out in the slot covering a receiver. Second down, you might be an A gap and a pressure. Third down, boom, maybe you're just playing traditional linebacker, right? Shuffling and everything. Yeah. It's really cool to see you play like that. You mentioned Tavon Austin earlier was a guy that you were watching. Was there anyone on the defensive side of the ball that you could say you modeled your game after it? Have you just picked that up uh, along the way? Um, I wouldn't really say I, you know, kind of modeled my game um, after anybody on the defensive side. But, I mean, I, I played defense my whole life, little league, high school, all that. So, you know, playing linebacker, you know, was kind of always natural to me. You know, it wasn't always just receiver. Um, but, you know, I mean, receivers score touchdowns. So, you know, they, they get the more, more, more spotlight. So maybe I kind of faded in that direction a little bit more. But like I said, yeah. That's interesting. If you had to, in a couple words, describe the way you play linebacker, how would you do that? Uh, I would say fast, physical, and smart. Okay. Wow. Okay. I like it. As as freshmen, when you get on campus, there's normally older players that you could go to for help or advice. When you first got to campus, did you have anybody, and who was that player for you if you did? Yeah, with, without a doubt, it was uh, Jeremiah Gimmel. Uh, I've said this before. Jeremiah just, you know, he, he literally took me in like a little brother. You know, I love everything that he did for me, whether it's, you know, giving me a ride, helping me with the playbook or just, you know, hey, you want to come over, play some video games? Like, he he did all that. He took me under his wing and and showed mad love and, and really kind of, you know, set the precedent for, for what I should be doing, you know, for the younger guys as I'm getting older um, now. So, but it's for sure Jeremiah Gimmel. Yeah, it's going to be tough not having somebody like Jeremiah Gimmel kind of leading the defense. So, how do you go about replacing someone with his kind of importance with that kind of impact that he had both on and off the field? Right. So, like I said, you know, I, I feel like, you know, it's, it's, it's time for me to step up. Um, I'm getting older. Um, I've gotten a, a lot more respect um, from my peers this year. And so I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to to being a leader um, on the defensive side of the ball and, and in the linebacker room as well. Um, I've, I've always been a leader, you know, since high school. I've, like I said, I'm a loud, vocal kind of person. Um, so really just kind of stepping into that role, like I said, I feel like I've earned my, you know, respect now from my teammates and, and really stepping up into that role and, and being a leader. That's really cool. You, you talk about earning respect as a teammate and as a leader. You get that in the weight room, on the field, and practice. Right. You earn it there. But as fans, we get to see it on Saturdays, right? And one of the cool things that I remember seeing you do last year was during that Miami game, right? Uh, you say have your pass breakup. <clears throat> you get an interception early in the game. You get the TFL. And then Miami's driving with a chance to go tie this thing or win it. You come back with another interception. And so what was that like? Like, walk us through that moment. You mentioned earlier talking about the music before the game you had. I think it was mm -hmm. 21 Savage going. But yeah. after the game, like, who are you listening to? What does that moment feel like for you? Oh, dude, I was I was on Mars, bro. Like, I was like, dude, it was just crazy. Like, I was so happy. I was just like, like I said, like, this is what you dream of. Like, you know, I just kind of just sat back and just like, bro, you just won the game. <laughs> 
at a power five level school with like 60,000 people watching in person. Yeah. And this was on ESPN. Like, that's just like a dream come true to me. Like, <laughs> yeah. this, like this, this is what you work for. This is what you wake up at 530 in the morning for for moments like that. It was awesome. And to be a guy that you said you used to sit up late at night talking about getting here, getting to that power five level, like to see it all come to that. Not to say that like this is the peak or anything, right? But like right. to start to see it pay off is pretty cool. Right. You know, yeah, like you said, just to start to see it. I mean, just to have like my my first, you know, real big moment at this level, it was it was something I never forget. Can you walk us through the the actual play and what you remember? Because I think for for the fans in the stands, it was it was it felt chaotic. The ball was just bouncing around forever. <laughs> what did it feel like actually yes. on that field? Yes, it was it was very chaotic. So just kind of breaking down what we were doing defensively. So it, we had a, a double A gap blitz with the linebackers basically. Um, so Jeremiah was blitzing and I was blitzing. And so we had uh, Jeremiah mugged up on the line and I was coming from depth. And so Jeremiah kind of beat the center off the ball, you know, and then I'm coming in and he basically beat the center, got the hand up on the ball. And then, I mean, it just kind of floated in the air. I see uh, Javari Ritzy. He almost had it for a second. Then I think one of the Miami O-linemen kind of tipped it. And then it bounced off of somebody's helmet. And I'm, I'm looking at this, and as I'm watching this, I'm getting closer and closer. And then all of a sudden, it just fell right into my, my hands. And that was it. One thing I will, like, say that was, like, so funny to me. Um, so, like, when I got to the ground, right, I couldn't see nobody. But all, <laughs> I, all I could hear was, my, was Dez, my roommate that I was speaking about. And Des is like, let's go, Sam. Ah, I can't see him, but I know it's Des. Like, just telling from his voice. Like, that was so exciting. But that's that's that play right there for you. You mentioned the ball getting tipped around. Have you ever thanked Javari Ritzy? Like, hey, <laughs> you, you didn't make the play, so I could. Uh, I would say, so I would you could say. Run. I wouldn't say I, I thanked them, but, you know, we've, we've definitely kind of talked about, like, hey, bro, I was low-key your pick. Like, <laughs> That's crazy because it flips so quickly from, like, thinking, all right, best-case scenario, this game is going to overtime. If you keep them out, they'll attempt a field goal. And then all of a sudden it was, like, it was almost like the yeah. Duke game from, I think, 2019, where Chaz yeah. had that interception. So it felt like a, a very similar moment, so kind of close together. And that was, without right. a doubt, one of the best moments from the year. But overall, I think the team would say that you guys kind of fell short of your own expectations and the expectations from fans as a preseason top 10 team. What do you think you learned from this last season to set your team up better for the future? Right. Um, I'd say the biggest thing that, that I've learned is that um, as a team, um, you know, we got to give more. I feel like I feel like last year, um, just as a team, you know, we weren't always on the same page, you know, especially when things hit the fan. Because like you said, uh, we had these very high expectations for us and very quickly week one, you know, we didn't exactly kind of meet up to them. 
And and I think it affected us a little bit because I I, I felt like, you know, we kind of went into a little bit of a panic last year. And, and it sometimes it got, you know, I would say just kind of negative energy um, around. And I, I think that that's, you know, kind of played a part in how, like, we didn't have, you know, as good of a year as we were supposed to. So just kind of learning from that um, and implementing that into being a better leader, you know, always staying positive, you know, telling guys, hey, we need to do this. We need to do that. We need to do this better, you know, just kind of pounding it, you know, in, in our heads and our memories, you know, whatever we got to do, whatever we need to do, you know, so that we get the results that we want um, on Saturdays. Yeah, I think one of the coolest things, all of that was great. One of the parts that I loved was like early on, you said we had high expectations for us. Like the ESPN rankings are cool. The articles are cool. All that's great. But it's about what's happening in that locker room, right? The expectations you guys have for yourself and that resonates right. with me because that's where we were you know in 2014 and and we know what happened and you know i gotta ask about it words of chisdom gene chiswick himself is back um you and i talked about this a little bit before but what have your first impressions been like what are you looking forward to for spring ball i think y'all get started tomorrow morning yeah so we, we do get started um tomorrow morning but um to answer your questions of what i think of chiswick first of all i just want to stay highly respected uh, this man's won a national championship at Auburn. Um, he's been a, a college coach for many years. He's been in the in the business in the industry. He was on SEC Network the past a few years, so highly respect for him. But you know, the one thing that I've noticed that really has stuck out to me is is how structured and and and, and how he is and everything he does. Um, just kind of like going off of today. Um, like we had a defensive meeting and the whole meeting, we talked about tackling, how to tackle, you know, the different types of tackles, angles, all that different kind of stuff. And I think it's just it, it was a, a, a good lesson that, you know, that we needed to have and a lesson, you know, that we didn't have last year, you know. And so I just love his structure. I love his attention to detail, you know, with with everything he does, like. The first time we had a meeting, we didn't go over no plays, not a single one. Like we just went over how we're going to practice the structure, you know, the discipline part. And, you know, I think every successful team has structure. And so I think implementing implementing that um, defensively is, is only going to help us. Yeah, it's crazy to hear. It feels like I'm back in 2015 when I hear people start talking about Coach Chizik and that's the same reaction we kind of had when he came into our building the first time. Like this is a coach we just watched on ESPN win a national championship with Cam Newton. And you guys had that kind of happen once with Mac Brown. And now you're getting it even more with more hall of fame level coaching with coach Chizik. And right. I know, I know from talking with him, you're a player that he's really excited to see on the field because Everybody I talk to about you from, you know, the coaches to guys like Jeremiah Gemmel, everybody says the the thing that kind of separates you is your preparation and how when you weren't even playing, you were preparing like you were the starter. Where does your motivation come from on the football field to to prepare and work at that high of a level? I mean, yeah, like I said, you know, you know, football is my passion. You know, like I said, it, I could blow my knee out tomorrow and like I want to, you know, 
give back and, and help athletes out. You know, this is this is what I do. This is my passion. So really, you know, it just kind of being my passion, you know, me having goals and dreams, you know, I wanted to accomplish those things. And um, I actually like talked about this with uh, like a few of the freshmen, like kind of talking about how you come from high school of being a man to getting to college to where, you know, everybody's the man and, and you kind of have to work up the ranks again. And I just knew that I wanted to be ready and prepared, you know, for, for when my time come creating good habits and different stuff like that. So, I mean, all of that just kind of, you know, tributed to, to why I prepared, you know, even when I wasn't playing, you know, to, to, to be the starter, because I knew my time would come and, and I didn't want to give it up. And, and the foot's still on the gas? For sure. Definitely is. So there's, there's a very, very, very short list of elite two-way college football players. We're going to give you the chance here to brag on yourself a little bit and make your case. You, asked, you talked a little about playing receiver. We've got the stats here. we got them pulled up. 143 <laughs> catches for 2,467 2, yards, 27 touchdowns over three seasons. If we put you on offense next year, what kind of success do you think you could have on that side of the ball? Hey, I've actually told Coach Galloway this. I could give him 500 yards, guaranteed. Wow. A for game? a season? For, oh. No, for no, no. For a season, <laughs> I give him 500. I promise you. I give him 500. I'm telling you. Oh, that's incredible. <laughs> that's incredible. That's that's the clip. That's the clip with you. Well, um, what, what receiver would you compare yourself to in the, in the current room? Um, probably Antoine Green. Okay, that was more okay. more of my play style—a deep threat, big receiver kind of guy. Okay, I say I wasn't a speedster. I wasn't a Josh Downs. I wasn't a I wasn't a jitterbug like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, if you're gonna uh, be playing both ways tomorrow morning, we got to get you out of here. So I want to say thanks, man, for coming on. Really excited about this partnership between Heels for Life and Inside Carolina and NIL for allowing us to do stuff like this and. The other thing that allows us to do it is, is people, fans that are listening to this, joining Heels for Life, becoming members. So go check out heelsforlife.org, become a member. It's commit up in the top right. Um, it allows us to do things like this and bring more guys on here after Cedric. So thank you, man. And, um, you know, we got to ask, what has NIL been like for you? Like, since you would have gotten some time in college before NIL started, right? So you remember what it was like before, you know what it's like now. Have you felt a difference? Have you not felt a difference? What's it been like for you? I mean, so for me personally, um, I actually haven't gotten too much into it. Um, NIL kind of came out right before the season. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as you guys know, I mean, I really wasn't, you know, playing, you know, no, nobody really knew who Cedric Gray was um, before the season. So um, I'm just now starting to get into it uh, personally, but I'm excited about it. I'm happy about it. I think we deserve it. Um, you know, we, we, we fill out stadiums and I feel like we should reap the, you know, benefits from it. Um, you know, what we do. Um, and, you know, seeing, you know, friends I have, I see Tony and, and Josh and Sam, you know, they all got these big sponsors and, and they're doing well in the, in the NIL deal. And I'm, I'm just happy for them. And I'm happy that, you know, they're finally given this opportunity because like I said, we deserve it. We work our butts off. If I had a, a kid right now and you were hosting a football camp, I would trust you to run the football camp. 
Appreciate it. <laughs> but, I get them right, man. Yeah. I turn them to a star. <laughs> I I would invest if this is my pitch for you right now. Maybe maybe you want to hire me on the side for your camps to run your camps. Hire Cedric Gray for your football camps, so one day you don't have to pay for the kids' college. You know, it's a, it's ROI. A, it's hey. a ROI, short term investment for a hey. long term. It's a long term play. Listen, listen, you're you're not lying. That's like honestly, like seriously, like that's one of the reasons why I think you know I was able to to get to a power five school. You know, investing, you know, your kids young into sports and it'll show off when they get older for sure we'll we'll start printing the flyers once we get off <laughs> and, 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 and vip actually said if the kid doesn't get a scholarship he will he will personally pay their tuition so. that's the, <laughs> the uh the michael scott the, the fundraiser or whatever the scholarships for the kids in in high school but like shack mentioned you could visit heels for life dot org that's heels the number four life dot org to get involved in unc's nil initiative with a membership that's all we have for this week on the players lounge appreciate you for sticking with us until the end and cedric we appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to talk with us and want to wish you good luck as you get underway with spring ball tomorrow thank you so much and thank thank you guys for having me this was fun you can now relive the best moments of the uefa champions league 24 7 the UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.